Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. 1 Thessalonians 5, read you three verses. Verse number 16 says this, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now look again, it's short, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, know what he says, rejoice evermore, then pray without ceasing. And then look what he says, he comes in again, in everything give thanks. And and I, I'm just of the opinion, um, we ought to start our prayer in thanksgiving and we ought to end our prayer in thanksgiving. Now he puts thanksgiving all around this verse of pray without ceasing. And I just want to talk to you about that word thanks or thanksgiving or being thankful tonight for just a minute. Father, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for being good to us. I thank you for our church. I thank you, God, for mercy and for grace. Thank you, God, for saving us. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings upon our life. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. Give us wisdom as we preach. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. If I was to uh, ask each of you to say something you're thankful for tonight, I'm sure that um, one of the main things we should hear, um, and not one of the main things, but the main thing we should hear is salvation. Um, God sending His Son to die for our sins. Uh, um, but past that, I'm sure that there would be a host of things uh, that individuals would be thankful for. Um, um, I, I, Brother Heath, we've been picking on Brother Heath a little bit. Um, all of you know that Brother Heath had COVID, in which he's um, over that now. He's uh, He actually went back and had another test, and it's negative. But um, uh, he's still not been able to get his taste back or his smell back. So we've been giving him a hard time about that, as you can imagine. And um, I'd send him a, a, a Marco Polo eating chocolate, telling him how good it tasted and how wonderful it was. And um, last night we was talking to him, and uh, I've got another preacher friend that's probably got it. And, and he said that there was one thing that he could smell and he could taste. And it was uh, a drink that was called Body Armor, and it was strawberry, um, uh, strawberry banana. That's what it was. So he told Brother Heath about it. Man, he cut out a Bible college and was gone. And in about five minutes, he said, boys, I can't taste it. He said, but I can smell it. And he said, I've stuck my nose all over it smelling it. And he said, I am so thankful to be able to smell. You know, I thought about that today. How many times do we take those simple things? And honestly, I'm just going to talk to you tonight. I have no intentions of rare back and preaching to you tonight. How many times do we take those simple things for granted? Those simple things for granted. If I'm not mistaken, it was Brother Easter that used to say, I thank God for shoes on my feet and feet in my shoes. And feet in my shoes. Um, I, I was watching a video today and 
I started to show it tonight, and I, I just couldn't get no leadership on it, but it was on thankfulness. It was on YouTube, and it was on thankfulness, and um, um, this guy had been unthankful, so um, whenever he reached down uh, to type on his computer, it it would it, it was this sound, it was just this beeping sound, and his computer was gone. Um, then he reached up his phone to send a message on his phone, and it beeped, and his phone was gone. He reached down and got a pen and a piece of paper, and then they was gone. He went to get a drink of water, and his cup was gone. Um, uh, he sat down in his vehicle and started it and went, whoa, praise the Lord, something works, and it was gone. And he was laying on the ground. He was running, this one was pretty funny. He was running on the treadmill, and the treadmill was gone, and he hit the ground running and run straight into the wall. And um, what he was simply, he was, he was talking to his dog. I mean, this one would upset me more than anything. And his dog disappeared. I mean, I, I, it would have been a, yeah, that would have been upsetting to me. He went to put his clothes in the washing machine, uh, and his washing machine disappeared, and his clothes fell on the ground. He was carrying his trash, Brother Aaron, to the trash can, and as he was carrying his trash, his bag disappeared, and all of his trash went on the ground. And his wife sticks her head out the window and goes, Are you being unthankful again? If you are, please start being thankful so I can get some clothes washed. The washing machine is gone again. And he stopped and said, Yes, I am. And he said, Lord, I'm sorry. And he began to be thankful, and all of a sudden his dog appeared, and his washing machine fell out of the sky. Um, and the moral of the story was simple this. How many times are we not thankful for the simple things in this life? We take our health for granted. Um, I, I, um, I've complained some today, and um, um, I'm surprised my wife and Miss Stephanie and Miss Megan didn't laugh right there. But anyway, um, I was on prednisone, and I was on a big dose of prednisone, and I've come off of it. And uh, Brother Randy, I, 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 if I was going to be a dope head, it'd be prednisone. I mean, I, I, I loved it, man. I could, I could, I could conquer the world on prednisone. I mean, I'm talking about sleep two hours a night, and and conquer the world. But man, I come off of it. My muscles has been aching. I don't have COVID, okay? My muscles has been aching and my legs was aching and my biceps feel like I've curled 7,000 pounds a hundred times. And I was complaining about it today and Miss Tina sent me a message that said her sister was going to take chemo. And I thought, man, and I'm going to complain because I've run out of dope. I'm going to complain. Are you hearing the preacher tonight? Here's what he said. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Preacher, what's the will of God for my life? Can I tell you? To give thanks. The will of God for your life is to be thankful. So many times we get concerned about everything that we don't have that we forget about what we do have. Thanksgiving tonight. I wrote five things down. Part of my five things has got sub points too, okay? I'll give them to you quick. Number one, here's some things. Thankful for the people that loved me. Thankful for the people that loved me. I'm not hallucinating those. A bug just went by. Thankful for the people that loved me. I sure am glad there's some people that loved me along the way. You'll say amen to that. 
There's some people that love me and some people that cared for me along the way. I thought about it. I'm thankful that my parents love me. Thankful that my parents love me. You say, well, preacher, that's nonsense. No, not everybody has parents that love them. Uh, today I met with a detective and, and, and dropped off the stuff that's going to the Dragonfly Center. And, and we was talking and, and she has to go down tomorrow for an interview. And we was talking about that and, and um, was talking about Christmas coming up and um, the different kids that will try to help for Christmas again this year. And um, uh, it was so sad as she began to name one right after another, right after another, right after another right now that is in a place where they need somebody to love them. I don't know about anybody else. Now, I'm thankful that I had some parents that loved me. I'm thankful that I had a mama that loved me and taught me right. And when I'd done wrong, she would correct me. She would correct me. I'm thankful for the people that loved me. I thought this, they displayed a, a, a fervent love. They displayed a fervent love to me. They displayed a forgiving love to me. Sometimes the ones that love you will be the ones that you treat the worst. We, uh, around our house, there's a bunch of, uh, of girls. And when there's a bunch of girls, there's a bunch of drama. Somebody say amen right there. Um, emotions fly every once in a while. And um, um, everybody else hadn't had to go back to school, but we went back to school the 1st of August. And that way, whenever summer comes, way before summer ever gets here, our girls are done with school. They fuss about it right now, but when they get out at the end of April, they're not fussing about it. They're tickled about it. But um, the other day, um, one of them, I don't call none of them's names, but one of them was having a little bit of a bad day. So we just had to sit down and have a little come to Jesus talk. Um, the teacher called the principal in. <laughs> are you with me? And I began to talk about um, it was right after that accident where uh, Miss Cooch was involved in that and her daughter. Both of them is still um, in pretty serious condition. And I said, you know what? I said, there's some kids today that there's some kids today that don't have a mama that's taking care of them. She's laying in an ICU bed. And I said, we better be real careful how we're treating the one that we love because we may not have them tomorrow. I'm glad I had somebody that loved me and they had a forgiving love because there was times that I didn't do them right and they still loved me. They still cared for me. They still forgave me. It was a fervent love. It was a forgiving love. Uh, I thought about Miss Carolyn Holyfield. A lot of you don't know Miss Carolyn Holyfield, but some of us do. And Miss Carolyn Holyfield was, I guess she was the secretary at um, of the great BCA. And she was the guidance counselor at the great BCA. And she was the mama at the great BCA. And she was whatever you needed her to be. And I thought about the time, son, when I just raised the devil over there. And Miss Carolyn would look at me and say, now listen, everything's going to be all right. You're going to make something out of your life. I love you and everything's going to be all right. I'm thankful for those people that loved me. I'm thankful for it. I thought about this, those people that love me fervently, those people that love me forgivingly. I thought about this, I'm thankful for those people that love me freely. You say, what do you mean by that? Here's what I mean by that, Brother Dakota. They didn't expect nothing in return. They didn't love me because they wanted me to do something for them. They didn't love me for what they could get out of me. They loved me freely. 
is love me because that's what they're supposed to do. I thought about this. I'm thankful for the people that love me. Number two tonight, can I say this to you? I'm thankful for the power that liberated me. That word liberated means set free. I'm thankful for the power that liberated me. You see, we was once all bound by the chains of sin. Oh, but aren't you thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost of God that liberated you and set you free? I thought about this. I remember my strong change. I remember my special, I remember my special chance. I remember the night that I had the chance to be set free. I remember that night that the Lord showed me I was lost and on the road to hell. I remember that night. I've thought about this so much. Um, I didn't get saved the first time God spoke to my heart. I got saved the third time He did. The first time was on a Monday. The second time was on a Tuesday. And the third time was on a Wednesday. I was 16 years old. And that's the first time I can remember. And I'm sure that God probably had. And I just didn't remember it. But I'll never forget those nights God speaking to my heart and showing me I was lost and on the road to hell. And thank God for that night that I had a special chance, the power that liberated me. I remember that strong change. I remember that special chance. But I also remember that sudden change. That sudden change in my life. I was a good old boy, but I become a saved good old boy. Are you hearing me tonight? I remember that change that God made in my life. I'm thankful for the people that loved me. I'm thankful for the power that liberated me. I wrote this down, Brother Dakota. I'm thankful for the problems. Now, stay with me right here. Some of you are not going to like this. But the problems that learned me. In other words, they taught me some things. The old timers would say, that'll learn you something if you'll... You listen to him and he'll learn you something. Anybody ever heard the old timers say that? And say they'll teach you something. I said they'll learn you something. You say, well, that's not proper. Well, I understand it, and I've just explained it, so now you can understand it, all right? We're not in English. We're in Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the problems that learned to me. I remember Red saying this years ago, you may never get past your storm until you thank God for your storm. You may never get past your problem till you thank God for your problem. So preacher, in everything give thanks. But preach, in everything give thanks. But you don't know how, in everything give thanks. I don't understand, in everything give thanks. He didn't say when you understood. He didn't say when it made sense. said in everything give thanks you know what that means everything in everything that means if you start home tonight somebody hits your car and total losses it and you wind up in the hospital we're supposed to give thanks for it so preacher how do I do that pray without ceasing because when you're praying without ceasing you're drawing closer to the heart of God and the heart of God is thanksgiving What did he say? He said, in everything give thanks. I'm thankful for the problems that learned me. I wrote this down. I've learned to survive the storms of life. 
You know the worst thing that could happen? Me go to heaven. So preacher, uh, what do you mean? Well, if I die, I just get to go to heaven. I have learned through my storms that I can make it. I can make it. I've learned through my storms, Brother Tim, that I don't have to throw in the towel. I've learned through my storms that God does have a plan for my life. I, 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 was, I was reading some other things today and, and two or three people came to my mind that over the past year has been in some pretty big storms. And, 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 and as I was reading it, the writer just kept saying, God's got a plan for your life. God knows where you're at. God knows what you're faced with. God knows what you're going through. You know what? It may not have been the will of God for you to go through what you're going through, but now that you're in it, it is the will of God for Him to see you through it. Can I explain that? If... I decide to step out on my wife, that is not God's will. It was not God's will for Leslie to go through that kind of storm. However, it will be God's will to see her through that storm. Now, I'd rather give that illustration about one of y'all, but you would have got mad, okay? It will be God's will to see her through that storm. And it will be God's will for her to come out of that storm a better person instead of a bitter person. So preach what he said, I'm thankful for the storms that learned me. I have learned through my storms that I can make it. Oh yes, I can make it. I don't have to throw in the towel. I don't have to quit. There is a God that is ever present. There is a God that will see us through. There is a God that will bring us out on the other side of the storm. The sun will shine again. It won't remain dark. The sun will come up. The rain will stop. The clouds will go away. I've learned through my storms that I can make it. I can make it. I thought about this. I've learned to survive the storms of life. I've learned to share the sorrows of life. I've learned to share the sorrows of life. Bear you one another's burdens. And there's some times that we can share. We can share the burdens of life with each other. I thought about this. Not only have I when you think about the problems that we have faced, I've thought about this. I've learned to survive the storms of life. I've learned to share the sorrows of life. But I've thought about this also. I've learned to shake the snakes of life. Paul shook that serpent back off into the fire. Paul just came out of a great big storm, was trying to get warm on the other side, and that serpent came out. And you know what Paul done? He shook it back off. He learned how to do that through the storms in his life. Let me give you something else. I wrote this down. I'm thankful for the people that love me, the power that liberated me, the problems that learned me. I'm thankful for the prayers that lifted me. I'm thankful for the prayers that lifted me. They've not always been mine. Can I say this? I can intercede for you and your family better than I can intercede for me and my family. 
said, Preacher, what do you mean by that? It's hard for me to really pray hard for me and my family besides a spiritual state. And it comes to praying our babies out of hell, we better get a hold of the horns of the altar. Sometimes I can talk to God, Brother Tim, and ask Him to help you more in your storm than I can ask Him to help me because I feel I'm selfish when I'm praying it for myself. But I sure am glad that there's some people that has lifted the preacher up, especially in this day. 2020, my soul. Say, what's got you through 2020? The Lord and prayer is on. <laughs> I tell you what's got me through 2020. The Lord and the prayer of God's people. It's tough. It's still tough. I'm not giving you a pity party. I'm just being honest. It's tough. And you see people that'll go everywhere else, but they won't walk in a church door. And I just say this, if you'll go anywhere, and everybody in here ought to holler, amen. <laughs> You're sitting here. But if you'll go anywhere else, anywhere else, but you won't walk in a church door, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Amen. We went into 2020 and our church was packed out. Packed out. Halfway through 2020, <laughs> we're at 50% capacity with room left. Are you hearing the preacher tonight? I'm being honest with you. And that's discouraging some days. It's discouraging when you see people post pictures on Facebook of being out, but they say, we can't come to church. We can't come in the church. It's discouraging. It's discouraging. But you know, let me tell you what's got me through the Word, the Lord, and the prayers of the people in this room right here. The prayers of the people in this room. Man, I'm telling you, the past, the past two to four weeks, the Lord has given me so much liberty preaching. And it's not just my prayers and my studying. They spend somebody getting a hold of the horns of the altar and praying for the man of God. And I just say tonight, I'm thankful for the prayers that's lifted me. I'm thankful for that tonight. Uh, you ought to be thankful that somebody lifted your name up in prayer. You ought to be thankful that somebody prayed that God would save you. That somebody prayed that God would deliver you from the addiction that you once had. That somebody prayed that God would change your life. That somebody lifted your kids up in prayer. We ought to be thankful for the prayers that lifted us. Number five, I'm done. I'm thankful for the people that love me, for the power that liberated me, the problems that learned me, the prayers that lifted me. But can I say this? I'm thankful for the peace that's lasted me. I'm thankful for that peace, that deep, settled peace that's lasted. Through every bit of this, deep down inside, I've had a peace that everything was going to be all right. Is there a virus? Yes, there's a virus. Is people dying from it? Yes, people's dying from it. But they're also dying from the flu. They're also dying from pneumonia. They're also dying from everything else. And you mark my word at what I'm fixing to say, after November the 3rd, a lot of this will go away. A lot of this will go away. A lot of it will go away. But in the midst of all of this mess, 
There's a peace that I can't describe to you. I, do, I can't describe it. It's a deep peace in my soul. You say, preacher, what is it? Well, I, I was coming to start playing softly. Miss Tanya, I was reading a book and, and Spurgeon was asked what the dying grace of God and the dying peace of God was like. And Spurgeon replied, I don't know because I've never needed it. And then he said this, but when I do need it, I will know. That went over about half of you in his head. He said, I don't know what the dying grace of God is and the dying peace of God is because I've never needed it. But when I do need it, I will know. You say, well, preacher, that peace that you've got deep down inside, is it a dying peace? I don't, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> No, it's just a piece that I've read the back of the book and everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. There's a peace that's lasted me. Here's what I wrote down. It's a special peace that's supernatural. You just can't describe the peace of God. Matter of fact, that's the reason the writer said it this way. It's a peace that passeth all understanding. I've stood with some of y'all in the loneliest moments of your life. And I've watched a smile come across your face during those times. Why? Well, it might have been because the preacher said something stupid. <laughs> Ryan, you've got me saying it your way. Ryan don't say stupid. He says stupid. That's the Wilkes County term, stupid. Might be because the preacher said something stupid. Or it might be because we just flipped through a memory and laughed about a memory. But I'm going to tell you the main reason that that smile come across your face in the darkest moments of your life is because there's a special peace that's supernatural. You just can't describe it, Brother Aaron. You just, you just can't describe it. I thought about this, that peace, it's a special peace that's supernatural. It's a sure peace that's wonderful. It's sure. That peace is there. <laughs> that peace is there. If I close my eyes tonight, and I open them on the other side. There's a piece. There's a, I told him not to open my casket because I don't want nobody to walk by and go, well, he sure looks good. No, he don't. He looks awful. He's dead. Okay. Sorry, I just let the cat out of the bag about what I think about all that. Close a Man, put a picture of me and my family beside of me. Play a video of... of, of me riding that big bouncy ball like a bull and, and, and at foothills that night. Put something up to laugh about. Don't just come by and gaze at me. I might jump out of there and get you. <laughs> but if they do open me up and you walk by and there's a frown on my face, change it. I'm giving you permission to touch me. 
Make me smile. Because, honey, where I'm going, there ain't going to be no frowning. It's a sure peace that's wonderful. You just can't describe it, Brother Dakota. I thought about this. It's a strong peace that's meaningful. It's meaningful tonight. When God whispers peace to your troubled soul, I can take you back to some of the places where he whispered peace to me. I can take you back to some of those places, Brother Randy, where he spoke that peace to me, and I knew everything was going to be all right. 